Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Welcome to Copfather. My name is Craig Ramel, along with my co-host, Dennis Cormelius. How you doing, buddy? Awesome, bro. Awesome. So for the third time now, you know, with the virus and not getting out, I am finding I'm watching a lot of movies over and over again. Yeah. It's it's a real sad state of affairs that we're in right now. So I watched uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood again. And, you know, the more I watch it, two things happen. First time, because, you know, Tarantino, I was pissed off with him because of his stand against cops and this bullshit a few years ago. One time. I don't care. Once is too many. Come on. But I think this movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, is a masterpiece. I think it's his best one. Overall, everything, visual, script, it is, if you haven't seen it, great ending, one of the best endings I've ever seen. And I became a fan of Brad Pitt for the first time. I love that. I love the character. I hated Brad Pitt before this. Didn't like anything he was in. I would purposely not watch anything because he was in it until I saw this. You know, Pacino's pretty good in it too. Yeah. Yeah. He's probably the, they're, they're stronger performances, uh, but Brad Pitt and Leonardo DiCaprio. Yeah. And Great Margot team. Robert. I'd like to see them again at some point. I think that, uh, Really, I think it's a masterpiece. I really, truly believe it's it's that good a movie. For all the above, for, again, visual, the soundtrack is incredible. The, the music they put together on that. Oh, fantastic. You know that we talked about it last uh, summer when it came out. So it's almost two years yeah. ago this summer. Yeah. We agreed that we thought he was channeling Steve McQueen of 1969. But McQueen is in it. Yeah, uh, Damian Jones yes. plays him at the party. Yeah, not very good though. That was one of the parts but, I didn't enjoy. Um, Bruce Dern, who has a, a a role as the guy that's running the farm, but now is bedridden, and he doesn't know that Manson's family is using the farm to prepare their murder and and, and tragic stuff. He said in an interview about the Burt Reynolds documentary that Brad Pitt's character. He's supposed to be channeling Burt Reynolds. Yes. Yep. And Burt Reynolds had Bruce Dern's role, but he passed away just before they started filming. Reynolds right. had that role. He was playing right. the old guy at the ranch. And just before they started filming, and he passed away. I was a big Burt Reynolds fan in the in his, mm-hmm. his heyday. But what I really found fascinating, the night before the Tate murder, no, the night of, she actually goes with the other victims of the murders. She goes to the El Coyote, the 
one of the top, if not the top Mexican restaurant in LA. We used to go there quite a bit. When we were doing our research and doing our TV show, we were there a lot. From 69 to today, the place hasn't changed a bit. The menu's the same. The the, the chairs, the seats, the walls, everything the in the same. Everything. They didn't change a thing for that movie. It's It's all the same. It was the cheapest shooting week or shooting month that Tarantino probably had to do because I took a wide shot of it in 2019 from the parking lot in June, and I saw the movie in July. It was exactly the same. The waitresses, the wood, the whole Hacienda style. And if you remember, we were there on Mother's Day. So it was all these families, and me and you in the middle. Oh, yeah, we made a mess. When they brought the food out, well, one of the burritos looked like a small football from Target. Let me like, describe this. There was a spray zone of Mexican food from our table. <laughs> the people two tables over were getting covered in burrito sauce. I mean, it was a feast. I had never had food like this before, Mexican food. And if you ever get to L.A., go to the El Coyote. Very, okay. uh, it's a landmark. Been there forever. We had a lot of families and kids around us, and it was a mess once we were done. And they're wondering who are these two brutes? Yeah, where are they? Why are they not with their wives or mothers? Mothers. Yes, (laughs) yeah, it didn't look. Why are these guys eating so much? Why is one of them having margaritas? Oh, the margaritas! Oh my gosh! Yeah, you could the the tequila. I became a tequila fan out of this, but best margaritas, lethal. Had to be one fifty proof tequila or something. It was just like. So I really enjoyed seeing it, but what I was really amazed at is the place had changed a bit. The decor, it was all the same. Yeah. And so I was thinking watching it that, that I've always wanted to either do a book or a documentary about the building and the burning of the bridge. So we did this show called The Bridge, CTV, CBS, all over the world. Went really well. Season two ordered. Not so well. Too many partners. Too many egos. It went for a shit show. But the whole time, because we built the bridge and then it quickly got burned down by a lot of individuals, some great stories there on the behind the scenes of actually doing big production TV show. Neither one has ever done it before. We get thrown into the sink. We're thrown to the wolves. And we should look at doing something. I've always wanted to talk about it because, you know, even some of the emails that went back and forth between the networks showing up. I mean, even the time we had to show up to put a plug-in with CBS at CBS headquarters. Yeah. I, we were not intimidated. We, it was a whole new world to me. Like, I didn't give a shit who was in the room. They're the biggest network in the world. Doing a sales pitch on the show, which had already been picked up by CTV. And I just started thinking about when I saw that scene about times we had there with a lot of our friends, Yeah, a lot of Canadians we would meet. And it was just a fabulous time. Yeah. One thing for sure, we had a lot of laughs. We had a lot of cigars. I had a lot of cigars, a lot of scotch. I got to meet a whole new group of friends for the first time being there. You you knew Hollywood like the back of your hand. I mean, how many? Well, some, who, some of who them, was? Yeah. Uh, I mean, you were you were working with a lot of people there. Uh, uh, the big director, Bogdanovich. Uh, yeah, I worked as I, I assisted a lot of these guys, Bogdanovich, Peter Bogdanovich, who, when we wrapped up. Over 24 years ago, he did sign this poster wishing me well on my picture show. But that that time that you were saying, 
Yeah, you weren't so intimidated because you were kind of a bull in the china shop. Oh, I didn't give a shit about who was who. You I didn't mean, give a shit. So the I think your partners were more intimidated because they had never really necessarily pitched in on even on the lot there for American television. And uh and there was it was funny actually at being a fly on the wall watching you, even though you had a taste for cinema and classic films of let's say the late 60s to the late 70s early 80s you weren't necessarily a a cinephile that knew the names directors cinematographers and you knew the actors the directors and how the movies affected you um because police story was supposedly the reason that you were inspired to be a cop robert forrester Police story, uh, Joseph Wambaugh series he put together. That's the reason I became a cop. Like anything else, you try to lead by the heart. And we were put in positions of seasoned producers were in for the first time to be thrown to the carpet with some of my partners who had been in the industry for a long time in front of CBS, presidents, VPs. And then we got to give the pitch and everybody gets lockjaw or stage fright. And I just opened up and said, okay, here's what the show's about. This president runs a union. It's this, that, boom, boom, boom. We kill people. We do this. We go after enemies. Here's what it is. You've never seen anything like this before. End of story. Time we got to the bottom of the stairs, we had it. It was a ride. I can't compare it to anything else, or I don't think anybody else can compare it to what, because of who our partner's with. We had Entertainment One, biggest distributors in the world, CTV, yeah. biggest, biggest network in, in Canada, Yvonne Fasson, who turned out to be a great friend, Smart, smart guy, turned out to be a really good uh, supporter of mine and the biggest network on the world, CBS. It was insane. It was an insane time. But what I remember is we knew how to get serious, but we had some serious downtime. Bona Vista Cigar Lounge, Bona Vista Cigar Lounge in, in Beverly Hills. The yeah. highlight, the highlight of the whole thing is going into that lounge, filthy, there was two inches of cigar dirt on the ceiling and the walls. What was the guy's name? That, and the, I can never remember his name. Rigo. Rigo or Rico? Rigo, I thought it was. What a great R -R guy. Yeah. We, we, we met him through Angelo Tsaroukas, the, Big the funny group. Uncle, Uncle Ange. We had some good time with Ange there, too. We got to do something on that, man. We so the do funniest something. thing, because everybody gets, everybody, not the 15 minutes of fame, that's what and it was. was. That's what it was. As a former cop, you got 13 hours that put your story, part of your story, on network television in the bridge as a police union leader after being a beat cop. But when we were driving down from Burbank. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. 
Ever been to Delaware? If not, now's the time to visit. You'll find a lot of fun in a little state. Since you can drive anywhere in the state in a couple of hours, you'll spend less time driving and more time enjoying. Explore from the bays to the beaches, stroll the boardwalks, and have an oceanside bonfire. Get a taste of Delaware at one of the award-winning restaurants and enjoy a local craft brew. See the first state's unique historic landmarks and experience Delaware's endless discoveries. Plan your adventure today at visitdelaware.com. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So... No, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And Toluca Lake, to go have breakfast there on Santa Monica Boulevard at the Silver Spoon Diner, which is closed down now, we started having a chat, and we brought up Robert Forrester, and you reminded me that's the reason. And within the next hour of that morning... January 2009, and there were no cars on the road because President Obama was being inaugurated yes. that morning. Yeah, his first time, first time up. So we went from over the hill, and I was going, but I was so wrapped up in these meetings coming up for you to support you as the the main guy that I called Angelo Tsaruka and I said, you know, working backwards, the only reason that this guy even became a cop was because of Bob Forrester, your buddies with them. Is he going to be eating there today? And in the next 90 minutes, it went from preparing to CBS to you and him having brunch together yeah. for the rest of the week to discuss the early 70s of making police story, your arc into becoming a cop. And it was this surreal reality inspiration from childhood to his career. It was weird. The whole thing was, was just weird. When you talk magic, I hate to use that term. You know, I'm going to ruin my reputation now, but there was a, <laughs> there was a period of time there. Th- really, luck was happening in a number of ways. And when uh, Forrester was in Jackie Brown, I thought right. he was the he was the guy. Watch his performance in Jackie Brown, another Tarantino movie. Great movie. Forrester was something special in that movie, and I just had just a blast just talking to him about the past and all that. Gentlemen, just went right along with, listen, let's just have a chat, boom, 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 and it was great. And that was the first. It was the first time, 9.30 in the morning, Monday morning, there's no traffic in Los Angeles. No, normally, would, we were a three-hour drive to get 15 miles. This took us 10 minutes because everybody was watching him getting sworn in. I said, something's wrong here. Something's happened. But the last 36 hours had been traveling. And remember, we arrived at LAX in a lockdown. Yes. Remember our flight landing in guy on the gun. Guy with a gun. Something like that. Guy with a gun in LAX. And we're sitting there. That's the first so, time I was there. Yeah. It was uh, nonstop, was- weird, weird, surreal stuff happening. So by Monday morning, I forgot about the inauguration. And then you look at me and goes, yeah, yeah, they're, uh, they're signing <laughs> them up. Like, 
That's why yeah. L.A. was empty. I thought it was literally like a Charlton Heston 1970s apocalypse. Nah, it was, the, whole, the whole setup was weird, man. Monday morning, yeah. you're, you're on the highways for hours. Yeah. We had no traffic. And here we are coasting. And, well, there, was and no, they, there was no issue at all. You know, and there are other things, like even back at the Bona Vista, the Cigar Lounge, we met some big players, Hollywood. We met mob guys that were coming up, just wanted to hang out with us. So we yeah. can't name names on Maybe we will in the book or something like that, but when the, yeah, the mob I mean, guys are coming in from Montreal to sit down and talk about business because of the show, because of the bridge. Yes. Everybody thought we were a mob and all that. Arms dealers. The Israeli arms dealer that we had, we're having to deal with. It was just, it was a ride, man. It was all these sideshows that were going on at the same. We could have created three more shows from what we were doing there. But we didn't because my sons are 13 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> and yours you are wait. not. No, mine are gone. They can, t- they can protect themselves now. They can protect themselves. So I can't promise you that. Create, that's why we didn't create three more shows based on our exploits and our travels in Hollywood. We got to do something, though, because some of the, some of the stuff we, we put up with there. So <laughs> the, 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 what were, where were we when uh, Tommy Bernard, Michael Barker, Good friends yep. of ours from Sony Classic Films. I don't know, been nominated over 100 Academy Awards. Serious dudes. Like, great, great guys. And, you know, we would hold TIFF parties together, do all this kind of stuff. Super mm-hmm. guys. It was a nice ride. Where did we go when we, had, we were doing the... And I, I, we're going to ask the question, but we're not going to give the answer. No. I want somebody to get no. the answer when they go to our info. It was, it was one year post-bridge by a year Where or two. Where were we, though? What, what restaurant did we go to with them? We had dinner with them. They invited you and I came along to the Palm. Right. The thing's Palm. Sun, on Sunset? On uh, Santa, Monica Santa Monica in West Hollywood. All right. Right on the way to Beverly Hills. So the Palm and, is a restaurant that's famous. Yeah. It's got all the cartoon drawings on the, of the, ceiling. Fa- on the ceiling of the famous people that have come in. Everybody the over the last like 70 years. Yeah. It's quite, that alone was quite an experience. Yeah. So we end up having dinner with Michael and, and Tom. And we're just going, I mean, we're, we're into the booth. We're into the wine heavy and the Grand Marniers. Somehow I came across and said, listen, Dennis is the expert on the Godfather. All the three yeah, films. They're friends with Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah, they're personal friends. And of I'm Coppola. the expert. And I didn't know that at the time. And then Michael says, well, what are you talking about? I know the whole thing. I, I Coppola. Yeah. Okay, well, let's do a Q&A. The loser picks up dinner. So we're going back and forth. And we got down to, it was tied. Yeah. And I'm trying to get Michael drunk, eh? I just keep pouring the wine, but because I, I, because the, this tab's going to be over Gino. We're talking a thousand bucks here so far for dinner. So yeah. I don't want to get stuck with it. So you're not going to give the answers. We're going to leave it at this. See if anybody's got the answer. So you're allowed one question each. So you, you pick it up here. What was the, each question? What was your question to Michael and Michael's question to you to break the tie? Uh, in the moment, that night, he asked me, who was Jenko? Just leave and it at that. Don't give an answer. In my recollection, I thought the question should have been, what was Jenko? So it was a little bit of a tricky question, which I didn't he's get. He's a producer. He's a tricky guy. Well, but he's also, they hang out there with Francis Ford Coppola and the family. And they're, they're, they've been, at that point in 2011, they'd been nominated for over 
Over 100. Uh, they've won 25 for Sony Picture Classics, but they've been nominated for over over 100 times for the Oscars for their films over yeah. 30 years. So you serving me up like that was a, a great friendship proving <laughs> our commitment together. And so here I am, but I thought it was a trick question and I kind of protested. Then I think you kicked me under the table and then I asked. Yeah, because we're sitting with Hollywood royalty here. Yeah. Don't screw this up, okay? And I said. No, so you're a lot of questions. So we don't answer. You're a lot of questions back to him. As the end, as the end of it, I said, uh, okay, this is to lose or to tie break or to tie. I said, what was the real family name? Great. Don't say nothing else. Oh, I think we've got to do the building and the burning of the bridge just for the side shows, just for the side stuff that we saw people coming up, mafia, arms dealers, criminals, good guys, bad guys. Yeah. It, it was just, it was, it was insane. Even our bartender at the Amarano hotel, the first night we arrived in LA, yeah. Harvey, Harvey, which we got no auditions and stuff like that. While we were there, he booked the Pizza Hut Wing Street pizza wing thing. And he was on TV for every NFL game for another year and a half. A so he's when we were in Burbank. He was an actor on commercials. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, I keep seeing him every Sunday. Hey, Harv, there's Harvey again. No, it was fantastic. I'd love to talk about that. It was a great experience. This Hollywood thing is about six episodes. Yeah. No, it's easy. No, it's easy. It's just, we got to put something on paper on this. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Two questions again. Give them again. No answers. Who, who was Jenko? Who was Jenko? And what was the real family name of the family in the Godfather? Perfect. Okay, buddy. Thanks, man. We All will, right, we will definitely do this again. I, I really enjoyed it. What a, what a time in our lives going through that stuff. Fun time, man. So listen, give the answer, info at copfather.com. If you know it, I know you're going to look it up. Two great questions. Try to answer without looking it up. It it tricked one of the biggest Hollywood producers there were. Mm -hmm. Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Talk to you, buddy. Did you know that Delaware has endless discoveries? The first state invites you to explore miles of beaches and boardwalks, dozens of unique breweries, award-winning restaurants, some of the country's best state parks, beautiful garden estates, and even tax-free shopping. There's plenty of fun for the entire family and more. Find trip ideas and all the info you need to plan your Delaware discoveries at visitdelaware.com. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.